1: I'm your host, Christina Garibaldi, and this week it is all about the fallout from Harry and Meghan's bombshell interview. We will break down how the palace is reacting, Harry and William's conversation, and the investigation into Meghan's bullying claims. As always, I was joined by Molly Moleshine, the host of the Diva Behavior Podcast, and this week we invite royal author and commentator Angela Levin, who reveals if William and Harry will ever repair their relationship. Hello to our fellow royal lovers and welcome to Royally Us. I'm Molly. Once again, we have a lot to get to. <laughs> what an action-packed week. Oh my, oh my goodness. God, it just never stops in the royal, uh, the royal household. Well, let's get to, into our royal roundup and kick it off, which uh, this was interesting. So Gail King spoke out saying that she spoke to Prince Harry and said that Harry told her that he talked to William and Charles and those conversations were not productive. What do you kind of make of this? It's pretty bad. I mean,
0: it's also, it's interesting that this information is coming via Gail King. I mean, I don't know if this is going to be a trend, but (laughs) I guess I don't know what to make of that. But yeah, the fact that the conversations were not productive
1: is just, Mm -hmm. what what could they be disagreeing about? Right, yeah. She also said that the family has not talked to Megan yet. Um, or at that particular time. And it's frustrating for them to see that it's a racial conversation about the royal family when all they wanted all along was for royals to intervene and tell the press to stop with the unfair, inaccurate, false stories that definitely have a racial slant. I mean, I don't
0: see how this couldn't have become a racial conversation. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a conversation that needs to be had, obviously. Yeah. If it wasn't a conversation that we needed to have, then people wouldn't be still in this, you know, second week talking about the racial elements
1: of this, because right. that I think is like the biggest story. Totally. And uh, you know, Harry said that he was happy that at least conversations were starting um, and that the family has to acknowledge that there are issues right now and no one is actually doing that. So they they really want to have a conversation. Ho- hopefully this opens up the door, but we're going to talk about it in, in a few minutes, but that, that now that the palace is having a private investigation into these bullying claims, it's going to maybe put an even further strain on the relationship as well. And these statements
0: run counter to the statement that the palace put out saying yes. that they're gonna look into everything and deal with it as a family because mm-hmm. if it's not if there aren't productive conversations being had, then mm-hmm. what's what's happening? It seems right. like they're just at an impasse and right. no one
1: wants to Right. And nobody, and they don't want to admit they're wrong. That's what it seems like. And they're just going to kind of keep going around in circles until, you know, there's some compromise or some understanding. And, you know, you kind of got to open your eyes a little bit to to see why they're hurting. I mean, you know, they, they picked up their entire life and left because of their unfair treatment. I mean, that has to wake something up, you would think, and at least hear them out. And, you know, maybe this interview was kind of like a cry for help and the only way that they felt like they could reach them. I don't know. Who knows? Yeah, that's a really good way to put it, I think. I think that's very possible. Yeah, who knows? All right, well, Prince William did respond to Harry and Meghan's interview at an event uh, with Duchess Kate. He was uh, speaking to reporters, and here is what he had to say.
2: Can you just let me know, is uh,
1: the royal family a racist family, sir? Very much not a racist family. So what did you think of Williams' response? Obviously, this was not a formal statement. It was, I think reporters weren't even supposed to bring that up, but this reporter did, and he asked if uh, their family was a racist family, and he said no, that they are not. But he also said that at the time that this happened, that he didn't even speak to him, which was also kind of alarming.
0: Right. It's just the fact that they hadn't spoken yet, and yet he's still saying we are not a racist family, Mm -hmm. it's just... Think about that; it yeah. makes no sense. And also, you know, there was probably no satisfactory way for him to answer this question that was shouted at him sure. by a stranger. I mean, what would anyone say in that situation? I don't know, but yeah. he probably picked the worst thing to say. Yeah, he would have reflected better on him if he just said yes. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Right. <laughs> then, right. Or just keep you know, walking. Like you don't have to, re- to respond to the paparazzi. Like you just can keep going and not say anything. And, you know, maybe that's what he should have done. And they kind of craft a bigger state. Like, I mean, they did put out a statement, but maybe craft something a little bit more eloquent <laughs> and maybe, maybe something not. to get his point across. But this was definitely not the best way to go about it.
0: And it's just like, looking at the history books, right. William. Yeah. You guys do know that. Track record, right? Seriously, <laughs> yeah. Say maybe the people that are alive now are trying to listen and learn how to not keep living that legacy. But by answering no, we are very much not a racist family. It just, it just seems so tone deaf yes. and honestly ignorant. I would yeah, say
1: totally out of touch. It really is. Well, like we said before, Buckingham Palace has reportedly decided to call an outside counsel for their inquiry into bullying allegations made against Megan by Palace staffers. So obviously, they like they said, they're, they're, they are going to look into this. But uh, what exactly are lawyers going to be looking into?
0: They're going to be looking into whether or not Megan bullied, I guess, mm-hmm. the people that worked for them and whether these people were driven out of their job by Megan's alleged conduct. Mm-hmm. And I guess they're just going to be going through all the documentation and seeing if there were any workforce
1: violations going on or workplace violations. Right, yeah. So we're going to have to wait and see, I'm sure. And they they did say that they're going to keep this more private now. They're probably not going to release any of the information probably until the end. So it seems like they're going to keep this uh, a little bit more on the down low.
0: <laughs> yeah, and it seems like, you know, they're bringing out outside lawyers, bringing outside lawyers for a reason. They probably don't want to... Have it look like, oh, we investigated ourselves and didn't find anything, or, you know, and make it look like it was biased in some way. Right. But, you know, then the question becomes who are the lawyers? Because. Mm-hmm. A lot of people are biased against Meghan and Harry to begin with, especially in the UK. So it's just, it's such a can of worms it, any way you look it, at this case.
1: That's a good, that is, that is a very good point. Yeah, it, it is definitely a can of worms. All right. Well, this comes as Meghan's alleged email to a palace aide about her feud with Duchess Kate is revealed. Now this was in Harper's Bazaar. So this was, uh, of course, about the story that Meghan um shot down during her interview saying that she made Duchess Kate cry and it was actually the reverse and so this was an email that was revealed about that
0: basically the story said that meghan had emailed an aide and asked why the side uh, why her side of the story was never considered important to anyone and she basically said why can't if we're just throwing any statement out there now, then perhaps KP Kensington palace can finally set the record straight about me as in her not making Kate cry. Mm -hmm. And allegedly the response that she received was that the Duchess of Cambridge should never be dragged into idle gossip, but they, they denied a story that Kate got Botox. I mean, you don't get much more,
1: Idle gossip, gossip than that gossip than that you but know that is so true and you know there were so many stories about megan that were idle gossip that they never shot down so it is it definitely seemed like there's a double standard when it came to megan and when it came to kate and sources told us that megan and kate have not spoken directly in over a year which is i want i mean i don't think that that has changed since uh the interview since you know harry allegedly told gail king that nobody has reached out to megan but I guess they haven't spoken over a year because of the rift between William and Harry, but I can't imagine them going out for tea anytime soon. (laughs) I know, definitely not. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And it it sort of like reinforces the kind of conspiracy theory that Meghan was a sacrificial lamb to make all the other people in the palaces look good because it's like, okay. Okay, we're not dragging the Duchess of Cambridge into idle gossip about you, but we will very quickly release statements to refute idle gossip about her. Right. So it just kind of proves right everything
1: that I guess Megan fans have been saying all along. Right, all along. All right, well, Prince Harry and Princess Will- uh, and Prince William paid tributes to Princess Diana on Mother's Day. Um, obviously, this was re- a really cute that Prince George writes a letter to Princess Diana every single year, so they shared that on their Instagram. Uh, and then what did Prince Harry do to mark the occasion?
0: And Prince Harry arranged for flowers to be laid at Princess Diana's gravesite. site. Yeah. Um, and they released a He state- They didn't release a statement, but they... you know, notify people that that was going on. So that was really nice.
1: You know, it's, it's it's so sad that like, you know, you just wish that they would be able to come together for like something like this, like a mother's day. And, you know, obviously the statue is going to be revealed in a few months and we don't know if Harry is going to come back. Obviously, Mm -hmm. you know, there could with tensions in the family with COVID restrictions and things like that. It's just, this whole situation is just sad. It really is.
0: Yeah. And the fact that both, of the brothers sort of made public what they were doing in honor of their mother for Mother's Day, I think mm-hmm. just speaks to how much this whole situation has dredged up the past because to my memory, there has been no previous Mother's Day when they spoke yeah, about- Right. That's Diana. And mm-hmm. you know, we all hear about for years, there's been a campaign going on to make Prince Charles look good and make people approve of him as the next monarch. And, you know, by association, that means sort of not bringing up the whole Diana thing. Mm -hmm. And now it's like on the tip of everybody's
1: tongues, like multiple times a week. Mm -hmm. It's so true. It really is. All right. Well, Queen Elizabeth hosted her first engagement after Buckingham Palace released a statement in response to Harry Meghan's interview. She joined a virtual science showcase celebrating British Science Week alongside the nation's leading scientists, educators, and several school children. And take a look.
2: Uh, Yuri Gagarin,
1: the first human to travel out into space, was also born on the 9th of March. And I believe, uh, man that you met him. Uh, can you tell I us about indeed. that?
2: I did indeed, yes. It was very interesting to meet him. What was he like? Russian. English.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know, she she was uh, her joking self, which was cute. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, it was
0: very naturalistic and unscathed. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it seemed like her mood was, you know, up- upbeat and it was good to see her. I mean, she looks, I, I know I say it every single time, but she looks absolutely fantastic.
0: Yeah, and yeah. she's just, the way that she's able to sort of like joke around with little kids at the mm-hmm. age of 94
1: is unreal. Yeah, totally. And I'm sure she is very happy today because uh, Prince Will- Prince Philip um, has been released from the hospital after being there for almost a month. Uh, he underwent a heart surgery. He was battling an infection. So it's good to see that he is back um Back home,
0: yes, definitely it's mm-hmm. it's really a relief. I mean, that's almost a month in the hospital
1: that's yeah. pretty really serious it is really serious. It's a long time, and of course at ninety nine years old, you know that's a very long time, but we are glad that to hear that he is on the men back at Windsor Castle and uh, hopefully resting and in good spirits and I know uh you know we spoke about that just Kate before, but she actually had um an appearance this week too, right? she was at an, a memorial service. Yes. She was at a
0: memorial service for Sarah Everard, the woman who disappeared from Clapham Common in South London uh, this past weekend. There was a big memorial service for her. It was a vigil, and the Duchess of Cambridge was spotted there on her own. It was not an announced appearance. It seems like it was probably a pretty spur-of-the-moment thing. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it just brought to mind for a lot of people the way that when— Kate was younger walking around London. She would would have probably been out late at night Mm -hmm. alone. And, you know, just that this could happen to anyone. And this, you know, this is a story that has really rocked the UK in the past few weeks. It's something that's bringing up a lot of conversations and a lot of emotions. So it was really interesting to see her kind of step in and do that. And, you know, it's... I feel like the Duchess of Cambridge doesn't usually do things that could be construed as controversial or political. Like remember during the Me Too era, like when, when it was first starting, she mm-hmm. didn't wear black to the BAFTAs when all of the other women were, but this she did step in. So I think it really, it says a lot.
1: Definitely. Definitely. such a sad situation. All right. Well, let's ask time to spill the royalty. And we are hearing that the queen and Prince Charles are really not on the same page when it comes to dealing with Harry and Meghan. Um, so it seems like the Queen wants to take a more modest approach while Charles wants to kind of lay it all out there. Yeah, apparently Charles wants to refute each of the
0: allegations mm-hmm. one by one, which, I mean, bring it on. We would right. all, uh, I think, love to love see it. that and <laughs> sort of understand what their thinking is on all of yeah. that. Whereas, yeah, the Queen thinks that they should just kind of never complain, never explain, like we said. I mean, what do you, what do you think is the better approach?
1: I, I feel like I would like an explanation. I would love to hear their side of the story for once. I mean, you know, I think it would kind of open a lot of people's eyes. I don't know if a lot of people are going to agree with the, what they have to say, but at least we would understand what Harry and Meghan have been dealing with. I I would I would love to hear what they have to say, because I think silence is speaking volumes, too. It is, and it's just from everything that we're hearing, it just doesn't sound
0: like they really understand what mm-hmm. the charges I mean, not real charges, but the complaints against them even are. It just Mm -hmm. seems like they don't have any concept of that. And But I think the reason why the Queen probably doesn't want to say anything is because there are still a lot of people in the UK defending the royal family, defending the crown. And if you're still thinking that they had no part in this after watching that interview, you're probably going to defend them for life. So I think the Queen's thinking is probably, let's not... Let's just like keep our fans who our fans are. We still Mm -hmm. have a majority of people in our corner and, like, let it go.
1: Yeah, that's what it seems like, but who knows if that's going to work this time around. Well, it appears that Queen Elizabeth spoke to members of her family before publicly addressing Prince Harry and Meghan's interview. Now, while analyzing the palace's statement, royal author Phil Dampier said, clearly she has spoken to the person who allegedly made the remark about Archie, and they have given her their version of the events, because in the statement, you know, she said, recollections may vary... I mean, maybe, I guess, that she definitely spoke to this person.
0: Also, if she did... Do you think anyone would have honestly been like, yeah, it was me. I was concerned. Yeah. It's like getting called to the principal's office. Like, you're not going to be like, yeah,
1: I lit the school on fire. Right, you know? <laughs> exactly. It was me. No, was I don't know. It also happened. Right, like, yeah. It was an interesting choice of words, though, that, like, the recollections may vary. And some, as, you know, they said, while some re- recollections may vary, it seems that Megan's friend, Janina Gavankar believes that they have some receipts. So take a look at this. I know that the family and the staff were well aware of the extent of it. And though their recollections may vary, ours don't, because we lived through it with them. And there are many emails and texts to support that. Yeah. So Janina basically said that Megan and Harry have proof, text messages, emails, um, that, you know, that this happened. I mean, do you think that they're going to release these emails and text messages?
0: I don't know. I mean, that would definitely get a lot of views on Netflix if they did. Maybe they'll read them out on the podcast. I don't know. Like, it it would be definitely a bombshell if they did release it. I mean, I don't think Janina Gavankar has any reason to lie. And something else really interesting she said was that It wasn't, I always assumed that Meghan's friends didn't speak about her because she didn't want them to. But Janina said, you know, we didn't speak because the palace assured Meghan and Harry that
1: they would protect them and there's no need for us to speak. So that was really interesting. That is really interesting. I wonder if more and more people will come forward. I mean, we've seen a bunch of her suits, uh, castmates, directors, uh, t- uh, you know, people like that have spoken out on Instagram in support of her and, you know, kind of is telling stories of like such some of the great things that she has done for them and what a great friend she is. So it'll be interesting to see if a lot more people come forward. But all right, well, it is time to break down the royal rules and to help us do that is royal expert and author of Harry Conversations with the Prince, Angela Levin. Take a look. What happened this morning is that uh, Gail King spoke out saying that Harry has spoken to Charles and William and that these conversations were not productive.
2: Are you surprised by that? It's actually only William he was talking about because okay. William rang him um, Saturday evening. Okay. Um, I thought it was a terrible thing to say, really, because it's a real invasion of privacy, Mm -hmm. and and, and Harry and and Meghan have uh, spoken a lot about how they wanted privacy. They wanted to leave the royal family partly because um, they wanted privacy. And I think to mention such a negative, a little patronizing word about a conversation that must have been very difficult for both of them, brothers. And if they are trying to work towards uh, mending the rift, um, if you hear that somebody said it was unproductive, it's not actually enthusiastic. It's not actually hoping that things would get better. This was a preliminary preliminary conversation. They haven't spoken for a long time. Mm -hmm. And it's really like hitting somebody in the face that they thought it was unproductive. I'm not quite sure what he expected. You can't imagine that it would be healed in in one conversation. Mm -hmm. And did it mean that he was only interested in what he felt and he wasn't interested in William? I hope not. Um, But uh, for for a brother to say that when it's ongoing, I thought it was very distasteful. Do you
1: have any information on the conversation about what happened? You said that William called him on
2: Saturday. Is that right? Yeah, William called him. He 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 mentioned that he he it, it is confirmed that he called Harry. Yes. Okay.
1: I mean, before we wrap up, I mean, what do you think it would take for William and Harry to make amends? And you know, during this phone call, did William, if you know, did William apologize for any of the behavior that happened? And do you, do you know the extent of that conversation?
2: I don't know the extent of the conversation. It's a private conversation. And um, I don't know whether Harry apologised, William apologised. I don't know what they said about each other. Um, But um, I think William is very hurt by uh, the allegation that he is a racist. He hasn't mentioned his name, but the um, attack that there are racists in the royal family, but it's not the Queen and it's not Prince Philip, who's incidentally has just come out of hospital, I'm very pleased to say, um, that um, you know he's, he's put there with a with a dark cloud hanging over him, as is Prince Charles. I mean, if you make an accusation like that, which is really atrocious, to say that somebody in the royal family is is um, uh, you know against her colour, and and for them to um, be able to respond to it. They can't really, their positions won't let them. So uh, I think it's very upsetting for William and he's also very upset that there were um, things said rather unpleasantly about his wife. And I think most husbands would want to protect their wife just as Harry does want to protect Meghan. Um, I think the one positive thing is if Harry does make it over to the UK in the summer For the unveiling of the statue of their mother um, Diana who who died when she was 36 and I think that's something they've been working on since 2017 and they've had a lot of arguments about how it should be and the shape of it and the position all that sort of thing They eventually came to an agreement and I think if they can come over if he can come over uh, and be with William a bit it might help But I don't think they could ever have the same closeness that they had before. I mean, Prince Harry told me that uh, William was the only person he could really trust and the only person he could say anything to um, because of their unique experience of losing a mother so young, having to grieve when there's millions of people watching them around the world, and also the, the difficulties of being in the royal family. Uh, the difficulties and restrictions and they understood each other's position so they have a a lot in common although they're very different personalities Um, but I think it's gone too far it was a very aggressive uh, interview on behalf of both of them and um, I don't know how like to overcome that well
1: moving on to our royal history moment of the week and could megan be making history of her own a report claims that the duchess of sussex is eyeing a bid to the white house i don't know if i believe this yeah
0: <laughs> i i mean nothing would surprise me i always say that you know megan markle and kim kardashian are two people who we are going to see becoming increasingly political in the next mm-hmm. few years but being the president being in politics in general
1: just seems really boring and awful right, right. yes no it does it definitely does it's a, it, they said that you know she's been talking to uh top democrats and you know kind of you know putting them in her corner i don't know like i said i don't know if i really believe this i think she's kind of more focused on her charity work and things like that but who knows stranger things have happened it could be yeah. megan and kim on a ticket in a few years who knows i mean they'd have my vote i'm not even joking <laughs> All right. Well, before we wrap up, we have to check in on our Royal kids and some happy news for the Middleton family, Pippa Middleton and her husband, James Matthews welcomed a baby girl. So that's exciting. (laughs)
0: Yeah, really sweet. Her name is Grace Elizabeth Jane. And Elizabeth is also the middle name of the Duchess
1: of Cambridge. Very cool. Really nice. A little nod to that. I know that their son, um, his middle name is a nod to James's brother. So it seems like they're kind of, um, you know, just giving some uh, a tribute to their family, which is very nice. So uh, congrats to them. Nothing like a new baby to kind of bring up yeah. your spirits. <laughs> the Middletons are so cute
0: and they seem so fun. And did you see there was also a photo of Carol Middleton with Kate shared on the Kensington Royal Instagram account. And she had on such a Diana outfit and she even had the same haircut as Diana. It was really cute. Like she, did.
1: she was taking style cues from you know, her, she might have, who knows? Yeah. <laughs> she definitely could have, but yes, that was definitely cute. And, uh, like we said, nothing like to end, end this week on a high note with the, with the new baby. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. Well, Molly, thank you so much. There was a lot to unpack today, but we, we made it through. <laughs> yes. Thank you, Christina. All right. Well, for much more on the Royals, head on over to us magazine.com. Make sure to check back, uh, for Royally us every Wednesday on us weekly's YouTube channel at ten thirty. keep commenting, keep subscribing, and we'll see you guys next week.